0: Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I dare you to tell me coconut shrimp is detestable. Tim is pitching his tabernacle to tell us how cleanliness laws of Leviticus can bring us together. But before we chew the cud, now that the priests have pronounced them unclean, let's welcome in our favorite split-hooved co-host, Smarin' and Barry. Split Good day. hooves!
1: Unclean! Good day, guys. Unclean!
0: How are you guys doing? Great,
1: how are yeah. you?
2: Good. Nice Tim's intro. here. Nice intro. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of material <laughs> yeah, this for you was, to use it a was.
0: great week for the pod. Sound bites.
3: Don't eat shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a great <laughs> week. I got to like re up all of them. I can't wait to hear how yeah. many oh do we my have? Goodness. Oh a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Some of my favorite foods, absolute favorite foods, are Unclean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like coconut shrimp, apparently.
0: Yeah, obviously they didn't uh, have that when they wrote these because
1: they they walked. Is
3: that right? Well, there's nothing uh, wrong with coconut. Is there any kind of like fake shrimp you could eat that's plant-based?
1: No, I would never do that. Ew, me neither.
3: (laughs) And I eat (laughs) (laughs) plant-based.
0: Some things you don't try to replicate, and that's one of them. (laughs) What's new, guys? What's happening? This is for all three of you. What's going on? Well... I could start. I got bit yeah. by a horse yesterday.
2: <laughs> what, Barry? Uh, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, so the horses that are rabbits
3: and camels. <laughs> Whoa.
2: <laughs> nope, nope. Just horses. Uh, our our neighbors boarding some horses that are in our barn and. I regularly go out and interact with them and pet them and talk to them and just see how they're doing. But I wear like my little puffy down jacket often when it's cold out there, and they yes. just must think that that is some really delicious looking really? thing to nibble on. So usually they'll try to just grab the jacket and pull it. And so yeah, and you uh,
1: mentioned that before. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. Pod.
2: So this time, little Miles, who's a baby horse, he just went ahead and just went straight to grab my entire bicep and. Like pinched my my skin so bad that I immediately had a welt. It was really bad. So anyway, so I'm fine. Were you, was, what were you trying to do? I was just saying hi to him. I was petting him oh, and he's man. like, and just like <laughs> chomped right down. So that happened. Wow. Uh, yeah. But other than that, things are good. I'm a plumber now. So I'm learning how to plumb. Uh, I, what are you doing? Because you've
1: already mastered woodworking and you're on to the next. No, this
2: is just me trying to... I'm bare, I'm uh, reaping what I sowed <laughs> when it came to trying to have us DIY our own bathroom. So I'm redoing all the plumbing for the vanity and the sink and it's much much more work than I thought it was going to be <laughs> really so,
1: like opening up walls. Or are
2: you having to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to take away a big chunk of the wall, which I was expecting. But then, um, one of the P old PVC pipes broke. So I had to redo all the PVC and then, um, the stub out the, is a, is a, uh, corrugated. No, not corrugated. Uh, um, What's the word? Galvanized Galvanized. steel, steel, and it's got a big chip in it and it's kind of corroded. So I've had to like, can't have that. No, I had to use my, my Dremel tool and a, and a thing to file it all down. And I was using big metal files to get it down so that the chip wasn't there. So I could still get some
0: threads to anyway. You know, Barry's really into something when you're just like in the hallway and he says, Hey, look at this. I think it's a really good looking (laughs) P-trap. What? Yeah, yeah, We have an ex- <laughs> our vanity is totally exposed
2: because it's this, you know, the black walnut. Which, by the way, oh man, it looks good. It looks so good. I've got the polyurethane on the top. Everything now, it's so good. This is uh the bathroom. This is the bathroom, bathroom counter? counter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Live edge. It's so cool. But anyway, it's resting on like a very Spartan open style thing with legs and and so for the last like
0: two minutes you've been saying just words i
2: don't know what they are the p-trap is completely exposed yeah (laughs)
0: that's the way
2: you want it yeah so anyway all that to say i've everything i've done i've like Gotten all the parts and then oh wait it's six inches too short. All right, mm-hmm. so I go buy a new part. I put it in the thing. Oh wait, this isn't going to work. And I even was trying to use these those little knobs that you turn to turn on the hot or cold water under the sink. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was using the fittings that were already there from before. That's another mistake. Don't use old fittings because who knows that the you know grommets like and the washers are right. old and so new
1: wine and old wine it skins. It was exactly no, that. Like so I
2: I got everything. To the point where it was like perfectly on there. It was nothing was gonna leak. And then I open it up and water starts shooting out the front of it. So, yeah. Going back to Lowe's. Oh, so it's not done? Nope, still okay. working on
1: it. But anyway, Man. that's
2: all. It's been fun. I've so enjoyed you said it. it's
1: open underneath your vanity? Yes. Like, where are you gonna store your Q tips? Uh,
2: there's a whole, there was this ugly shelf. Something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> up to the side that had like a really awkward. Sort of closet you could like open it, but it would open wide. Okay, but anyway, it was built in. It was built. It's built into the wall, mm-hmm. and so we just took the door off of it, and Liv refinished all of the shelves there and painted go. the inside, and it looks really cool. I'm, I'm sure you guys, all
0: friends of the pod are just like picturing riveted. this. No, They're just no. picturing this in their minds.
2: Just think, <laughs> up and coming Chip and Joanna Gaines yeah.
0: got nothing. Wow, on this uh,
2: ragtag duo. Yeah. Anyway, major so making move. We're having a good time. We're enjoying it.
3: When you're done, are you going to buy a van and paint on the side fix it man and go around and do stuff <laughs> i might that's uh, yeah side hustle I, I have a a sump in my basement it's a grinder <laughs> with a grinder pump for okay. the bathroom and the but it's just been all the parts are there and i just haven't brought myself to go buy the Four feet of pipe that I need to get. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Like, yeah. He's in. Gonna, he's on it. I'll just look it what? up on YouTube and figure it out. That's how I've done everything well, else. So I, I can tell you how to do it. I'm just. Saying, <laughs> you just don't want to. <laughs> don't want to yeah, get just the pipe. I want to go buy that pipe. There's something about going to Lowe's right now in my life that I just am not about it. Can't do it, man. Well, my wife loves it because, and she always says, "Get a cart." That's always dangerous. <laughs> yeah. When right. you go in, I'm thinking I'm getting oh, yeah. four screws, and she says, "Get a get cart." A car. Get yeah. a cart.
0: The worst thing about Lowe's. <laughs> Is that not there isn't a single Lowe's that's like another Lowe's?
3: Right, they're
0: all laid out differently. differently. Yeah, yeah that are. is like, so annoying. It's like going to a
2: different grocery store, like yeah. a Kroger. You're like, it's all is chaos and loss. There is no sense of of meaning when you're walking into another store, but I maybe
1: that's because they want you to go and find a sales associate because no, prob- they, they, not at Lowe's. <laughs> they, they want know. to treat you like family. Have you, have you guys know. noticed at Lowe's? I mean,
2: I've been there a lot recently and there are two kinds of sales associates. They're the ones when you ask a question and they're like, Oh yeah, it's going to be aisle three Took look right. on your left up above. You know, they're like, and there's other people who are like, yeah, I can help you with that. You're like, Oh no, you don't know.
0: <laughs> you don't know what, anything yeah. about
2: what I'm asking right now. <laughs> Anyway, so we're doing good. That's all. How are all right. y'all?
0: Yeah, Maren, how you
1: doing? I am tired, um, but I'm good. I had my grandma for five days and drove her back home to Chicago yesterday. Oh, oh how wow. was how so, was
0: that experience?
1: It was an experience. What'd you guys do? Let me tell you. Uh, grandma likes to take long walks.
0: Wow. <laughs> she, in the cold.
1: Yeah, in the cold. Yeah. Okay. She loves, uh, gosh, oh my goodness. We watched an overabundance of shows like Dance Moms. And what? Um well, so she likes dancing with the stars. I'm always trying to find so She's something like into like reality to TV. To occupy her time. Your grandma? My grandmother and I don't have Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I didn't couldn't find it. I'm like, "Well, this looks like a dance show. It's called Dance Moms." <laughs> oh, oh, no. yeah. I'm pretty sure there's dancing children you want to watch that grandma so we got real into dance moms for a minute there but then right. the drama got a little too tense and ah. she didn't really like the way that woman was behaving <laughs> so <laughs> so then we switched to some more family friendly viewing we watched Full House from the first season like binging Full House <laughs> hours and hours that's on amazing it, I used to grandma. watch that
2: show all the time now how old is she she's in her she's in her 80s 80s yeah. wow yeah and she likes taking walks
1: she likes taking like long the new walks new version of Full House no, no. The old no. version. Yeah, like Jesse with Everywhere the mullet. Everywhere you look. Everywhere. yes. <laughs> that, that, that's what we watched. No, it's good. She's such a sweet, she's such a sweet hearted person and she has dementia. So of course there's challenges there, but yeah. by and large, she's just grateful for everything that I mm-hmm. do for her, for everything I cook for her. Oh, well, that's, nice. that's nice. Um, probably the worst thing that happened was when I, I gave her coffee one day and she the first day she was there, I gave her coffee, sugar, and creamer, and everything went fine. The second morning, she was a little more disoriented, and she poured the creamer into the sugar bowl oh. and was stirring all of my sugar oh. in with half of my creamer that she dumped <laughs> okay, into this bowl. I know
3: where that comes from. You know, that's an old <laughs> Benny Hill joke. Is it really? Oh, yeah. He would boil.
1: Was <laughs> that what a, she did? Was she just she was, making yeah, a joke? he would
3: make a pot of tea. <laughs> Who's Benny Hill? <laughs>
1: Benny who is that? Do you have grandparents, Tyler?
3: They but, know who he is. Yes. Yeah, he would have a cup, a little cup, and a big thing of. Tea. Let's. See, how did he do that? He would put a little. He put one scoop of sugar in the cup, and then he would pour all the tea in the sugar in the bowl. Sugar. sugar bowl. That's exactly did what that. she did. He Except, always did that. She was trying to make you laugh. Except, was she doing a bit? <laughs>
1: Maybe <laughs> yeah. Grandpa was doing a bit. I have my back turned to her, and then I just hear her sweet little voice say. I think I made a mistake. Oh. And then I go over there and, oh, okay, Grandma, well, there's there's all my sugar. It's Who,
0: is money. he a comedian, Benny Hill? Yes.
3: Okay. He's an English. Wait, he, I thought he was like a pastor. No, that's, that's Benny, Benny Henn. Henn. Oh, <laughs> Benny Henn, yeah. You know, though, <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is he,
1: why is that an old joke? <laughs> Both of their pictures are next to each other under comedians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Burn. Now, my other grandma would not like that. She would not like what you just said there. Well, Oh, really? Because (laughs) she never thought Benny Hill was funny? (laughs) Zing. Wow. Yeah, so it was good. I took her back yesterday and got to visit with my dad for a couple of minutes. And then I had actually brought... one of my volunteer uh, musicians from Fishers, my friend Darwin, went with me. Oh, cool! On a Chicago adventure, yeah. so I took her to all the tastiest stopping spots. grounds. Mm. Yep, from the South Side to the North Side and everywhere in between, we had a lot. Great. Of fun. Have I ever but,
2: asked you what your favorite Chicago pizza is?
1: I'm not sure if we have discussed this, and it's a bit controversial. So yeah. I would I would lean more toward the Giordano's, not mm-hmm. the Pizzeria Uno or the Lumamades. No, I'm really? I'm really not big into Lumanati's. but more than Giordano's. When we lived on the south side of Chicago, right by Midway Airport, there was this mom-and-pop operation that had the greatest deep dish. Yeah. The problem I have with Giordano's, and I will probably talk about this for way too long, but their <laughs> sauce is a bit more tomato pasty, mm-hmm. and I don't want all that tomato paste. Yeah. I want it to be a little bit looser, a little bit fresher, and that's what this mom-and-pop thing had going on. See,
2: that's what I feel like Luminati's has. Their their sauce has so much more
3: flavor I to me. I think it's or maybe their it,
1: crust that's not that great. you don't like great. it.
3: It's kind of buttery and yeah. too buttery. Insects don't have blood in them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you just feasting on this sermon this week? It is, An overabundance of soundbites. It's a, gold mine. <laughs> it's a gold
3: mine. I could see him. He was sitting in the audience. Every time I'd say anything, yeah. he'd lean back and chuckle.
0: <laughs> I was sitting at my he, desk just pulling these, just he, yeah. laughing to myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wish we
2: could show visually some of the things, like the new uh, hand motion. The for who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's good. Yeah. You got to do the Vulcan yeah. sign, uh, like yeah. live,
3: live long and prosper, turn it forward, and you've got hooves. I Honestly, I don't rehearse that. <laughs> Tim, what's new with you? What's going on? Um, uh, My wife and I were in Florida for a couple of weeks. That was... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Just you know. vacay or... Yeah, I did a lot of work while I was there, mm-hmm. but... Um, Yeah. And I got, I took my bike down and and I rode my bike down there, but I got stopped twice. I drove down. She had been there a few days uh, with Meg Blevins and Mm -hmm. they were painting, which is good for them to do. And then, uh, I came down and, but I got caught twice on the way down on the first day and sat for four hours in the middle of nowhere. And only I didn't get, I got to like, not even to Chattanooga. I don't think I got Oh, you're stuck in traffic. Yeah, in traffic because of accidents. Oh, Oh, wow. wow. And um, so it took me way longer to get there than I thought it would. And then when we came back, we got in some— that was a big storm a couple weeks ago down south, and it literally shut Knoxville down. When we got to Knoxville, Knoxville, the rain was so bad that they had closed the schools, they'd closed the interstate, Mm. everything. We just had to—we got off it. It was like noon. We'd been driving from Atlanta— I think it was like 11 in the morning or something like that we'd driven two hours that's right in pouring rain i'd never seen anything like it and we got off the highway and there was a holiday and express and we had to spend the night because the road was just shut down oh, wow. wow it was the rain was so bad i've never seen anything like it so it took us way longer to get home than we thought it would but uh man but it was good in florida and i did get a lot of miles you know uh sanibel and Captiva at its highest points are like three feet above sea yeah. Level. yeah So all over the island they have those big things that tell you how fast you're going, you know, the electric things uh, that tell mm-hmm. you. Yeah, they're telling you to slow down. <laughs> yeah and no way. I was just making Cruising. That, I was making those things work. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah. Uh,
0: so when you're down there, are you riding by yourself or are there people riding with you?
3: Um no. They're, I only saw one person on a bicycle that actually looked like a cyclist. Mm-hmm. There there are thousands of people riding bikes down yeah, there. They're like the big wheel. Beach cruisers. Looking. Yeah. 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 I no, I was riding by myself. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. We are in week five. Four. Four of our sermon series, Return to Eden. Tim, you're here uh, mm-hmm. because you gave a great sermon about the cleanliness rules or cleanliness laws. And so I want to talk about that, uh, so, for anybody who may have missed it or hasn't seen the sermon yet, what would you say was the big takeaway or big idea you wanted people to, to hear? Uh,
3: I, I want, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was i I thought it was a drum that was uh, letting <laughs> I, I,
0: I thought I asked him, like, the question. He just slammed the table. Like No,
3: I thought you were beating a drum yeah. <laughs> to introduce me there. Um, the biggest idea was that the cleanliness laws at their core are all about God's desire to be with us, that mm-hmm. there's a connection between the all of the issues we've been talking about, um, Eden representing the best possible relationship we can have with God and with one another and the cleanliness laws made it possible for the Jews to live in the same vicinity, physically with God, and that's what he wanted. And so it's it's emblematic of what the whole text is about, mm-hmm. the whole Bible's about. So I wanted to press that because you could get carried away with just all the intricacies of the laws and the weirdness of them and trying to explain them. And, or there's also the idea of people, a number of people asked me about this, about the whether those laws were health laws that they didn't know they were being given to them for health purposes. And... If that's the case then all that means is that God's keeping a lot of secrets from us. Yeah. And um you, you mean people people
2: have said, "Oh, actually the law, it was actually a way for God to help the Israelites be hygienic yes. and that's why they shouldn't eat pigs because pigs
3: were really bad right. for health or something like that." Mm. Right. And and I understand that idea, but that would have been unknown to anybody until like the late eighteen hundreds, when right. we found out there were things called germs, and so the whole thing of that is interesting to us. But I can't can't believe that it it the text, but which that text is like close to two thousand years old, and mm-hmm. it's like had to know that we don't know what it's really about until then. Yeah. But, but that's why I focused on what was devotional for us today out of the um, out of the laws.
0: So. so if the purpose of these cleanliness laws. Were to remind the Jews uh, or designed to to help people understand that it was possible to return to what God had intended for us. Did the Jews understand that, yet they still chose eventually or eventually as time went on, they became more interested in how to avoid becoming unclean? Like, at, Was there a yeah, point where they were like, that. we totally understand that this is... God trying to be closer to us or was it always viewed as ways
3: no they to would have clean? or any time any of the period of time when God was physically present in some manner in the tabernacle it would have been that way for them they would have they would have known the difference between God himself as the great holy one and us as not holy and not clean it would have been a picture to them of the difference and that when something that everybody would consider to be something that was somewhat polluting or somewhat different about us from the way we normally would be if we were healthy or Mm. in the midst of normality. They would recognize that that was something that separated them from the tabernacle and from the presence of God, who's right there. When we get to Jesus's time, the God's presence hasn't been in the temple ever. It's not been in. They're, they're 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 thinking if we can follow these laws properly and get ourselves cleaned up, He'll come back. Hmm. He'll come back. Not that we can go be with Him. So they they don't have the same impetus for a long long time. Hmm. Um, I've actually forgotten when the presence of God disappeared I, yeah, think
2: that- I I have not found any references to the presence of God coming back in the second temple at least not the oh no no right.
3: there's one reference of it coming in the is it Solomon's temple mm-hmm. yeah I think I should look that up but, but otherwise you know they're always hoping for the return and so they see proactive following of the law proactively following the rules as setting up for something else for God to present to bring his presence back and that presence coming would have a lot to do with other stuff too Mm -hmm. that they were trying to accomplish but it in the initial telling of the story the idea is you do these things so that you are fully prepared in every manner and you've gone through the right processes and everything to be in my presence because that's where I want you to be Mm -hmm. and I don't you know we get we get weird about some of them but for the most part they're they're not that I mean, there are some of them are long and drawn out and i'm sure the meanings are all there to them but but still even those processes if you thought you could go meet jesus and he said i want to make sure that you you know you've been cleaned up please yeah it probably wouldn't offend you that you needed to take a shower yeah now i don't think he would say that now but there's something f- about his physical presence in a world where everybody's trying to have the gods be physically present. You remember almost everything related to temples, everything related to all that they're doing are spaces for the gods to come and live with people. And th- and they fed the gods. They went up and put food in these uh, p- pillars and all kinds of stuff like that. And they were all, this was what everybody wanted. And here's God doing exactly what everybody wants. And he's got a few rules about it. That when you have something go wrong that couldn't happen to anybody, then just uh, when it's over, take care of it in a particular way, and then you can come back and be with me. So I don't—I don't think it would have been as to them, it, it probably made perfect sense to them. It doesn't make any sense to us. Yeah. We can't even talk about it without knowing about Jesus and about the open hand of hands of God to everybody. And we can't think about it mm-hmm. in any other way than with our own context. But to them, they didn't have any other context but the context they were living in.
2: Right, I think that's, that's a really important thing, especially with these specific types of laws is to realize that in their cultural context, they had a worldview that understood there were clean objects and unclean objects. There were orderly things and disorderly things. There's, you know, there's a way that the world is oriented and all of these laws, you know, are God essentially saying, okay, that's how you see the world. Well, I'm a part of the orderly stuff. I'm part of the life-giving stuff. So if you want to be with me, I want you to be with me. So join the life-giving stuff, be with the orderly stuff. Like it's working with their worldview." to create a path back to
0: him. Right. The, uh, I am so proud of myself. Yeah. You understood that. That was like my, that I was going to save it to the end, but that was like my big takeaway is that he was working within the context versus like changing the context. Yeah. Oh, that's
3: ever. that's, I mean, you know, that's the book I want to write that all the places where God just chooses to let us believe things that are absolutely not true about the world. And he works through them to get to a bigger truth. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't like, he yeah, wasn't, I know all this stuff's ridiculous, so I'm just going to take all that ridiculousness away. He was like, these, these uh, he, may he be was, ridiculous, but... Yeah, he wasn't like, rabbits don't chew the cud, guys.
2: You're yeah. wrong. That's not yeah. how it well, works. I
3: think we talked about yeah. this, that we only know what 40% of the animals listed actually are. Right. Oh, wow. 60% We're taking a guess. Of, 60% are guesses, and they're all they're different in different translations. Yeah. and mm. In different languages, they're really different. Mm. And I looked at all that, and I thought, I'm going to talk about that. And I thought... <laughs> No, because, you know, the one time I told people to scratch a word out and then people left the church because you're not supposed to change a single word in the Bible and all that. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I can't win with that one. So don't tell everybody that we only know what 40% of those animals are. It's like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) They're not ready for that one, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you said there's two parts of these cleanliness laws, right? There's animals you can't eat. And can eat. And can eat. And then there's... (laughs) category stuff that might
3: happen to you well, that's, what I, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what i called it. yeah I know yeah. you know if, if some of it like some of it just simply like the menstrual cycles of women happen regularly and mm. uh, but but then boils you know that's not that you don't get a boil by virtue of something that you do i don't think i don't know i don't know i've never had a boil so i don't know
0: yeah i don't know either I, who knows?
2: I think
3: I actually, as a pastor who's been through a lot, I yeah. do know someone that you might all know who's had a boil that I visited <laughs> in the hospital and... uh Ooh, and, I'm not, and, and let's not just say head head right now not so, I'm I'm like like It's just us, and, and
1: this is funny because it's why? just us.
3: Just because. <laughs> no, no, are we this laughing? Is, at we're not, I'm laughing the because I we're uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're laughing because it's just one more thing that Tim has experienced as a kid. Oh, right. No,
0: I'm laughing because this is the time Tim is choosing to tell us that he knows somebody that we know that
1: has had a boil. This is on the most interesting conversation I have ever had. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so. I guess my main question, or one of my main questions with these laws, with specifically with the animal ones, is like, was it just a bunch of guys who were like, eh, we don't like shrimp, so anything with scales, good, shrimp, no good.
3: No, no, because they're thinking about, they're thinking in terms, of, remember, this is all about order versus chaos, Everything really comes back to order versus chaos. And God is talking about himself being a God who brings order. And when the vast majority of something... the every, Okay, let's take the fish. The vast majority of the creatures... That they would have had access to, because remember, they d- that nobody went way out in the ocean. Nobody went deep sea diving. They'd never been down in a submarine. They didn't know everything about the right, ocean. You go out there, you die. Yeah, <laughs> I completely they understand. They, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they were they always stayed within v- visual connection to a shore, no matter how they, the people that the people that crossed the ocean and stuff were cr- the crazy people of the ancient. I world. agree, and so <laughs> the. <clears throat> Their notion of what is in water is the vast majority of what they would find in water were f- creatures with fins and scales, mm-hmm. And they knew that they swam. And that's what's supposed to live in water. But then you get this occasional weird thing like a lobster. And they're not thinking how it eats, but they know it doesn't swim and it doesn't have fins and it doesn't have scales. And it is chaotic in the <laughs> yeah. sense that it's it's created and they didn't think in terms of creation like we do either but it's it's choice of living is chaos with within the structure of all the other things the majority of things that live in the water and so that's where this comes from we know they were thinking that way if you remember the noah story what does god tell noah to do he says, get a pair of every creature and seven of all the clean animals. Now that their cleanliness cleanliness with animals was clearly a thought in their mind. This is not new to them because Noah's the yeah. story is yeah. way older. And so they're already thinking about animals in terms of and I remember what I said that the, the word clean is an unfortunate, I think unfortunate mm. translation. The real word for it is it really means something that is that is prepared for the purposes that God has for it. Really mm. prepared for sacred purposes. Was set apart for special purposes.
1: And that's that's my question then to that word specifically. When we see the word clean, can we can we use holiness and cleanliness interchangeably? I don't scratch we it be, out. Should we be thinking holy when we see the word clean?
2: Well, I've I've heard it that there's there's actually there's two. Uh, dichotomies at work there's holy and unholy, unholy and then there's clean and unclean and it there's a progression that goes from an unclean object to a clean object to it that can then become a holy, holy object, object. Mm. or a holy object that mm. can go the other way
3: um, right you can use there's also holy wait there's profane and holy and profane, profane. Yeah. yeah and profane we've made into a word like somebody who's speak, evil in speaking but it simply is an ordinary un unready for unholy well not holy yeah it's not it's not ready to be used in a sacred way there's something about it that needs to be it needs to move to the sacred space so you define
1: clean as ready to be with god or ready to be used by god right is that the same as being set apart um
3: sacred I think that there are, I think, I think the initial plan was that everybody could be clean and holy and set apart. I I think that, I think that the the words actually have some different, different meaning in the way we think about the, the actual process of people doing the work of God, like the priests were set apart. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm they had to be holy to do that or c- clean right. and they had to be holy to do it and th- so, but they were sacred in that they were specifically set apart but god's initial plan was to have a nation of priests mm-hmm. and the whole idea about Christ- a nation of priests a holy nation that's yeah what he, yeah. 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 yeah And yeah. so it all it all kind of works together i wish that we could understand their their dichotomy between all of these concepts. Mm -hmm. It's just very difficult for us.
2: I think I would, maybe I would say it's ready to be set apart. Mm -hmm. Clean means ready to be set apart and then set apart would be like holy. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I was thinking about this when you mentioned that this is just kind of the way that they understood their world. We think about, um, let's say, why does, why does red mean stop and green mean go? Like, why is that the case for us? And like globally, that's, is it? I mean, you could come up with reasons, but there was a red
1: means hot and blue means cold. Right.
2: Was there a committee that decided that? Was it from observations of the natural world? Uh, Green is life and red is blood and death. I don't Mm. I don't know who knows. But those are just that's just part of our understanding of the world. Of course, red means stop and green means green means go. Yeah. So that's one of those things where we don't no one tells us that. It's just I guess we do teach it to our children, but through annoying songs and things. Red light, green light. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's I look at it the same way. It's like right. there, that's the technical word for a, a a cultural meme, not meme the way we use it. Like uh, an an understanding that's shared among people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's the way that a lot of these these types
3: of dichotomies were. Hmm. But I don't know. No, you do. You're right. Yeah. You're right about that because there's it's impossible for us to get fully into the mindset of people who use and remember we're translate i know this is going to sound weird but we don't even have any proof that hebrew existed as a written language until 6 centuries after moses yeah and so we aren't even certain that the original documents that they were were written in yeah if were hebrew Right, and so we've got this long space of translation, and and our clean and unclean, primarily, I, I think, is is an English idea. It's English ideas of how to speak about. I'd, it'd be interesting to look into um, medieval uses of those words mm. to see how they might have influenced the translators of the King James, because that's where it comes from, and they used their seventeenth century, but they used thirteenth century grammar and and. Uh, vocabulary right. for the purpose of making it sound more religious or more sacred. Mm. And so we'd have to go back to the 13th century dictionary from then and see what common people were using for that. Language. I mean, we might be surprised what we find. Mm. That's always interesting to me. Yeah.
1: Well, Barry, I think based on what you were saying about um, certain things being understood culturally, like we understand red and green, Yeah. I think that makes what Jesus came and did all the more radical mm-hmm. and what that would have meant if they had this cultural understanding of no that leper is unclean what are you doing no you don't touch a leper you right. don't heal oh a my leper. Gosh,
3: it's way over the top what he did yeah, yeah. i had yeah. that i had to today i was talking to a pastor from another church who's dealing so, with some issue and i asked him we're talking about language uh, that the subject matter is unimportant but i said to him what if i told you that this friday is blue friday here in indianapolis what's that mean to you he's from ann arbor mm-hmm. And he said something like, I'm not sure, is it, like, has it got something to do with, like, Mardi Gras and the music or something like that? I go, no, it's the day in Indianapolis that everybody wears a Colts shirt. Hmm. And there's no possibility that he would have ever known if I'd have used the term. (laughs) I
1: definitely had no idea what that meant.
3: (laughs) uh, But you know what I'm saying. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You both knew? No, I didn't know. I, I don't... clearly have not been here long enough.
0: Well, when in, Indi- <laughs> Indiana sports fans are weird, anyways, but like when the Colts were good, Blue Friday meant that. When okay. the Colts are bad, everybody just like doesn't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
2: but yeah, Maren, what what you're saying, I think that to me, and Tim talked about it. You mentioned this in your sermon, but that the idea that that Jesus would so radically go against all of these. But what what's so cool? is that he reverses that flow of uncleanliness. You know, something right. can be yes. made unclean. He would touch something and it would become clean. Yeah. It would become set apart. And yeah. it was like, he suddenly spread the cleanliness yeah. rather than the cleanliness affecting him, which I think is just, that's when everything gets turned upside down and it's so right. beautiful. And then he gives us the Holy spirit and says, you know, right. go into all the world. And all of a sudden we're the ones that are spreading the cleanliness, the cleanliness. and making things
0: holy and we are becoming holy. And it's like, well, it's cool, and the, and something stood out to me is that you said Jesus made sure people saw him do this.
3: Absolutely, and this there's particularly mm-hmm. there are particular cases. Um, the one with the woman with the bleeding. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, she would have been healed had she touched him, and nothing would have been done. And she did not want to be seen because right. her presence, if she'd have been caught in the crowd, previous to being healed, everybody would have been really upset about it yeah. because she's. She would have right. made anybody unclean that she would have touched. But so he says, he keeps going, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? And why? It's because there's no possibility that she wasn't known in that community. Right. And she, he wants to publicly let everybody mm. know that she's not only been healed, but now she's clean and that whatever sin they were connecting with it was clearly forgiven because healing for something like that was a sign of forgiveness from God and all this stuff. And he publicly makes wants to make sure that this happens to, and it's, that she's seen and then he goes right straight to a little dead girl who's exactly the same age as the years that she'd been bleeding and she's dead and and tells everybody she's asleep well why does he tell everybody she's asleep it's because they all all go "Ah, he's crazy she's dead you know and we know when people are dead and he goes up into the room with just a few people and he raises her from the dead and he tells tells them not to tell anybody everybody else now thinks that we made a mistake about whether she was dead or not. The reason is because she's the perfect marrying age and her father had probably already hooked her up with somebody who doesn't want to be married to the girl who was dead mm. because that's a terrible... The superstition or the- yeah. yeah, and so, so he keeps that from being public all within a couple of minutes, really, just a few minutes, all this happens. He's aware of the need of the woman with the bleeding thing and he's aware of this little girl's need so she can have a full life. Everybody's going to go to their grave except those people who later, one of them writes it down and tells us about it. Everybody's going to think that she we just missed that one. She yeah. was just really asleep hmm. and Jesus woke her up because that's what she needed, privacy. The other lady needed public. Hmm. And that's that's constant in the stories. Every time you run into a miracle, you need to stop and think, what is this saying in the bigger picture of their world? Because hmm. right. we, we always uh, change it. Right. And just like just like the the Old Testament laws,
2: it's all about bringing people back into, back into the yeah. presence uh, of God. That's right. beautiful. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah, so you started your sermon by basically saying like I know people that go through the Bi- say they're going to go through the Bible but they s- hit the brakes once they get to this part of the Bible. But like you just said Barry, like once you kind of like take a step back or you see the bigger picture of stuff like this and you connect it, the Ark, to Jesus, it, it makes it less than lame, right? Like, Or, or no, it makes it more than... <laughs> that's
1: pretty okay. But yeah, because...
0: Like, <laughs> that is not the worst thing. Because yeah. it's, it's cool, because it's like, yeah, I don't want to read that. It's just a list of stuff that doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden you say, yeah, but Jesus is now the tent. Yeah. Jesus is now the well, one then. that's saying you are unclean. You don't have to do the whole rigmarole hyssop branches whatever and this would have meant something very important to the people initially reading it and it can mean just as much to us but you don't get it unless you look at the bigger story that the bible's trying to tell
3: right here's here's something that most people miss i'm sorry i interrupted no
1: i'm just thinking i've done that i've hit the brakes i've yeah, me too. So many times. I probably in did my it this life. year. Especially as a teenager, I think I made that, "Hey, I'm going to do this, read yeah. the Bible yeah. New year." I think I did that maybe every year. Believe <laughs> <The> God. <teenager laughs> probably always stopped at about Judges. Um, but one thing I never thought to do in those days was to ask when I hit those brick walls of what on earth does this mean? Like what you just told us about healing um was it Jairus's daughter, the the dead girl and the woman with the issue of blood? That's just mind boggling to think that there is an additional layer to that story that probably would have gone unnoticed by by myself, that he was liberating them, not just from their affliction of death or illness, but from social stigma. Yeah, right. he's bringing, Wouldn't have thought them, of that.
3: bringing both of them back into the community.
1: So as we're telling people to take a big step back and look at the big picture, sometimes I feel like we just there are things we can't see mm-hmm. unless we maybe run that by somebody. And we we talked about this a lot on this podcast, but I think we mentioned it last week, this notion of like chewing on scriptures together, collectively, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. as a community and um making that a part of the regular dialogue um and an ongoing conversation. Yeah. I think that's where I failed miserably in all of my attempts to read the Bible through and muscle through yeah. it. Do I it tried to do it on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and understanding what this would have meant to the Israelites is, is important because this connected me to them in ways that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Or like when you said these laws were designed to be liberating to the Jews, but inevitably they, they, they saw it as like they, or they started focusing on becoming or uh, avoiding becoming unclean. Like I do that all the time. Like that's human nature. Like when I was 15 years old, I wasn't like asking how far is too far with my girlfriend because I wanted to be liberated and closer to God or in his (laughs) tent. I was, I was asking it because I wanted to avoid sinning, Mm. you know, like, and so it connected me to the Israelites, like to hear that this is what this is designed for. But eventually you try to like ruin it. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, and you made this distinction, Tim, but this is something that is important. When you look at the sequence of the story that there is the tabernacle, God comes to dwell. He's leading the people. He's with them. And then he gives them the laws for how to be in relationship with him. He doesn't say, here's a bunch of laws. You follow this, I'll show up. Show
3: up. up. See, that's exactly the Mm. rest of the world. The rest of the ancient world operated under that latter rubric. They would say, they had all, and everything was incantational. They would have these massively long, uh, incantations that they felt they had to say every word exactly right and get everything perfect. They had to do all these things perfectly. And then that would obligate the God to right, do something. To summon forward. the yes, God. And this is a God who comes to be with them and says, Now, here are some things that are going to happen to you that. I want you to take care of them in this way. And sometimes you're going to be separated from people for a while. And some, some of them are going to, the world is just working in a way right now that it's sometimes it's going to be awful for some of you, mm. but for the most part, everybody gets back in. And, and I know that the, we would always say, well, it's so unfair to the person who can't ever get back in, but, right. but we think of that word of the, the main one is leprosy. And, that word encompassed every kind of skin possible thing. It It's everything. Very few people had the skin diseases that we call leprosy now, that mm. Hansen's disease. It wasn't, we're not even certain that anybody at that time actually had that particular condition. Mm. So, and yeah, they had to yell unclean and they had to do stuff and it sounds terrible, but... Um, can you imagine, though, when it clears up or when the things clear up, how rev- how um, liberating that is or to know that the possibility or somebody says, oh, yeah, yeah, that. It took like a month to get over it. But, you know, do that and then go through the process and you get to go back to the tabernacle and you don't have to worry about it anymore. How liberating that is, as opposed to living the rest of your life thinking, well, that happened to me. And now I'm I'm messed up for the rest of my days." Yeah. Hmm.
1: But did it did, it didn't always clear up, did it?
3: No, but we don't, they don't, we don't get many records about, it. you know, there are people. For, you remember the Naaman story? They said he's like the great Syrian leader and he's all this, but he had leprosy. Hmm. Well, he was out and about and with everybody and living a regular life. So we don't even really know what that meant. Hmm. We don't even really know what that meant. Yeah, the truth is some people don't clear up, but the condition of the world was broken enough that people did have problems that God wanted to make sure that they never were in a place where they had to think I did something wrong. So this happened to me and I can never go back into the presence of God.
1: Were there provisions in the law for outcasts? Like, um, would they have been among the ones that were like gleaning from the corners of the field? Um, as they were told to kind of leave some of their harvest for like, the poor and needy. Remember.
3: I remember that the poor and the foreigners were allowed to. I don't know. I'll have to look. Hmm. My feeling is that the pro, that family circumstances and stuff were so different than ours. I would be willing to. I know that people had to live in different spaces and mm-hmm. women. Would separate, but women separating themselves once one week a month was like the joy of their days. You know, they got to be just. I mean, the, I hear that. They'd go off. <laughs> the, there's all kinds of stuff about the red tent thing. The and joy
1: the, of my days. <laughs>
3: one, uh, but they'd get they'd get to separate themselves from everybody and just go be with the ladies, and they'd have time for as long as they needed to be. Away from everybody, and nobody mess with them. And they well, and
1: that's way different than having leprosy and being yeah, an absolutely. outcast from society.
2: I also think one thing that's hard for us to grasp, hard for me to grasp, I'll say, is what does it mean to be a part of a collectivist versus an individualist culture? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We we tend to look at everything from the context of individuals, uh, and so when we think of a person with leprosy who isn't able to worship at the temple or or at the tabernacle, it seems to us like a a great injustice. And from an individualistic perspective, it is, but also there's, there's a broader collectivist idea that there, that God has opened a way for the people to come back into his presence. And there's a priest who represents the people Mm. who can enter the presence of God for Mm -hmm. the people, including the leper, including the, the leather tanner who every time he touches a dead body, which is his entire profession (laughs) becomes unclean. And therefore, so there's a sense in which the, God is still engaging with the people, even though there's an individual level of, of um, I, I'm not able to enter into the presence. I know that that we are entering into the presence.
3: Yeah. Well, I do know that by the time you get to the synagogue system when it's fully fleshed out, that they were allowing lepers lepers in the synagogues, be, but they had to sit in specific rows behind a curtain. Mm. But they were still allowed to be present. Um, they were unclean, but they didn't force them yeah. completely away. People who had skin diseases, it's really hard. You know, when I think of leper, <laughs> my immediate yeah. thought is the pictures that I was shown when I was a little kid in Sunday yeah. school and all that, or the pictures that we see from people in India yeah. and right. yeah. Africa. And we don't know that that's the case.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So, it, is the overall takeaway that like God has not changed from then in designing these laws or these rules so that people can be liberated and drawn closer to Him, and He's not changed today. He, there's still stuff, and through Jesus, it is designed. His plan is designed to liberate us, draw us closer, let us know that
3: He is. That is that the overall application or takeaway? Yeah, that we hope yeah. people. That's walked what, away what, with. That's what I hoped people would yeah. walk away with. I mean, I know that in the sermon I made an abrupt turn. Yeah. I made an abrupt turn, but that was purposeful mm-hmm. mm. because it, it, and I also kept referring to Jesus as Rabbi Jesus. If you noticed, I yeah. kept saying that yeah. because it was rabbis who were the ones who were the most um, likely to segregate themselves from people. Yeah. Women in particular, and. um we just had to, it's impossible for us to imagine the difference that Jesus has made in what it is to be close to God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Yeah.
2: Just look at the New Testament and just look at all the different times that it talks about sanctification. That's literally a fancy word for saying being made holy, made holy yeah. being mm-hmm. made set apart so that you can enter the presence of so God. God. Look at all the places that yeah. talk about purity being made pure being made clean sins washed white you know I'm washed as white as snow it's all over and the that, place it's and you realize that in answer to your question it no god has not changed he made a way for the people to enter into his presence back then and he made a way for the people to enter into his presence now and now it's mm-hmm. everyone alive and mm-hmm. so that yeah i think yeah. it all it all fits into that same broad story of of that return to to Eden, that return to to the the mountain garden of God's presence, it's all connected.
3: Yeah, mm. I will have to say, when people say that this is all mythology that people made up, it, this is like the crazy. If somebody's going to make up a religion, yeah, <laughs> this is like not it's the worst one to make up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's the worst one. Everything that gets cl- cleared up gets cleared up by a man who's born from a virgin. Yeah. And then and then gets executed. Executed in the worst possible way imaginable in that world and then he comes back to life. But only a few people see him. See, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like everything everything about this religion is ridiculous unless it's all true,
4: mm. right?
3: Right. And if it's true, it makes sense. If it's true, it makes sense in the big story that we've been given. Yeah. We don't have to we don't have to Figure well. I suppose we do have to figure out how the narrative all fits together, just because we're so distant from its initial, yeah, creation. Mm. But in its initial, initial creation, it would have made perfect sense to everybody. Yeah, hmm. I find that fascinating. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, thanks for giving the message, Tim. That was it. Was oh yeah. Was great. I
3: will say I suffered over it, uh, maybe more than I've ever suffered over a message, simply because there are so many facets to it. I really wanted to talk about. The, the our blood containing the force of our life and how yeah. so much of the animal cleanliness stuff also related to those animals that show that choose in their mind choose to show no um uh, honor to the life that they're taking and they they eat the blood and how it works its way that same line works its way all the way through to jesus giving his life we say he gave his life but he actually gave his blood he mm-hmm. bled and mm-hmm. and that uh, and there's so
2: i mean my well, Tim, uh, let's talk because I'm I'm doing sacrifice on the final week, and there's plenty of space for me to to talk about that. So I can help convey some ideas that it, that did you didn't get a chance to go get into if you I, want.
3: Yeah, and I saw, I wrote it all out and then erased it all out of my machine oh. because it I just it was just too much. Yeah. it was way too much. Yeah, and I've, I've as, dealt with that a lot this series. Yeah, so can you
1: I bring s- back the bloodless insects?
2: <laughs> yeah. Can we hear that again? That Tyler? was a cliffhanger. Yeah.
1: Insects
3: don't have blood in them. <laughs> I sound so stupid on that stuff, man. You know, I, it's like, I, uh, I, I feel like I'm a caricature.
2: <laughs> Not at all. Have we missed any? Are there any that we haven't heard yet?
3: Uh, Split hooves. <laughs> Two birds, two lambs, six quarts of flour, a cup of olive oil, a cedar stick, some scarlet yarn, a hyssop branch, a pot of water, washing all your clothes and shaving all the hair off of your head, including your beard and your eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I didn't make that up. That's
2: going to come in very
3: handy in
2: a very specific way someday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Barry, where are we going next?
2: So next, I'm back in the saddle this weekend and I'm going to be talking about Sabbath and I think it's going to be good. It's going to be continuing this whole series. And I'm, I I think I mentioned before, I'm excited to see uh, some of the applications that I'm going to be drawing from the idea of Sabbath and how they apply to our lives today might be perhaps novel for some that they haven't heard them interpreted in this way. So I think it's going to be interesting. Yep. All right. Are we doing another tech sabbath you can if you want that's all that'll be a sub application point is that you could continue to try that
0: all right we'll look forward to that (laughs) all right so tim something we do when you come in (laughs) is we ask you to bring music you and marin kind of bring in a a song or two um most of the time it's songs that i have definitely never heard of and you did not disappoint this time uh I want to
3: play these songs and just kind of talk over them a little bit. Well, let me just say (laughs) that my wife and I talked about this one. This song liberated me from the absolute seriousness of being in a a blues band. I was a kid, (laughs) and at the time, you were in the blues or you were not into the blues. And there was nothing... There was nothing joyous about the blues back then. It was such a serious thing that was happening in the late 60s. A serious art form? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. You know, my whole life was the blues. and So this made you not want to be in the blues? This song, this particular, I got this record because Felix Papillardi played bass on two of the songs and Felix Papillardi produced one of the Cream records and he was in Mountain. And if I, if, uh, with Leslie West, yeah. You great.
1: had me at Cream. Keep going. <laughs> and
3: I thought, I thought, I, and the only reason I bought it was because they looked really serious on the cover and Felix Papillardi was on it <laughs> and Perry Robinson, who was the great jazz clarinetist. But anyway, the, I bought the record and I took it home and the first song was so rough and so, um. How do i say it unproduced and not the blues and so fun and so happy and has no meaning at all huh. <laughs> and it just captured my heart and it and my wife and i sang this in a band later a a really fun blue-eyed soul band that we were in that was just rocking everybody and then we would open with this song and people would just start jumping and happy and so when you hear it, this is not going to tell you anything about musicianship or anything other than <laughs> that music can at times take you to places that are just joyous. Okay. And it, the production is awful, <laughs> and Felix Papler doesn't.
1: I'm trying do. to think. What is? What are these overproduced blues people you're talking about? That blues was so serious that this was liberating and a, a departure. A departure as something unproduced. Oh, no,
3: no. It's a lifestyle of the blues. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You so, know? so who is it? It's Bunky and Jake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, Bunky and Jake. What's the name Bunky. of the song? <laughs> Uncle Henry's Basement. And all right. I, I'm telling you, you're all going to think this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Hit it.
0: Here we go. So this made you not
1: like the blues? (laughs) No. He didn't say that. This liberated him. It gave him joy. Oh, yeah. We're missing half the music there. Oh, sorry, (laughs) sorry.
3: We're missing half the music.
1: There's something about those old bass tones that are so bouncy.
3: Jake isn't even in the recording. I got to be Jake you never, gonna find, find true happy. happiness Wait, wait, wait for the We're missing vocals? Yeah, we're missing Man, for the vocals Bizarre We're missing the guitar Why? What do, what do you mean?
2: Yeah. Here, way back there
1: Oh Yeah
2: Was so this like a one? This
3: is like half It's ten it. in, It's in, Yeah, we're missing half the music I, I don't know What do you mean? Me where glorious and free
1: is it just because it's playing different on this device? Does it not I sound like so. this in your car?
3: No, it doesn't sound like this. Tyler, what'd you do? I ruined it, everybody. What, <laughs> I mean, what are the we bass missing? I is funky. Half the music. Merit, make
0: the noises with your mouth of what we're, <laughs> what we're missing. <laughs> I
2: don't know this okay, song wait, that well. So
3: you're never gonna find true happiness except with the one, one and only.
1: So I can see why you and your wife did this. Uh, you yeah, went back I mean, and forth yeah, yeah, and back and forth. back and
3: forth. Wow, but... Everybody's going. And this song had a guitar end and we didn't hear it. I, uh, wow. I heard it. Yeah. I heard a guitar. Way I didn't, didn't it. hear it. Yeah, it was way back. the whole thing starts. <laughs>
1: with
3: the... Wait, maybe he's getting half. I heard it. Heard. Maybe it's like splitting on all our headphones.
1: Maybe because I did not hear a guitar. No, not, you heard no. it? Yeah. This did is Wait, so did you hear weird. the male
3: vocals? Yeah.
1: You heard oh, the male vocals? Yeah. Weird. Man. Is our listener going to hear the male vocals? No. There's
0: no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> let me that just is say so when, we, when we finish this, I'll let you hear what oh, I heard. Oh, my really goodness. That's good. amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, so you didn't hear the. No, 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 no we totally didn't no, it's hear maybe, that. Maybe oh, the
2: he was getting stereo and we were getting mono or something like that. Maybe. We were getting.
3: Were no, the, back then, the production was so split. Yeah. Yeah. That you, if you, when you Panned put on right head, and left. yeah, and so if you wore your headphones, you would hear half the music in one ear and half the music in the <laughs> that other. That has to be what and just happened. We that's just what I just. Ha- that's what happened. Yeah, and I we heard. just got one half of it. So Wow. Oh, weird. So I'm just gonna say, folks, <laughs> that, that is one of the greatest songs ever. But the technology failed us.
1: Maybe. Wow. No, I mean, so when I, I heard I, it. I was in the studio once. Well, my first real time in a real studio, and every single song had like tons of tracks like overloaded with tracks and it was way too overproduced and too serious and right at the same time the white stripes came out with their first album and it was like two or three instruments <laughs> tops yeah. yeah and it was cleansing it was there so is, okay cleansing
3: there is a really great album there are two great albums later like that blind faith's first album the first uh, well they only did one album yeah when blind faith first came out they put Clapton on one side and Winwood on the other. Yeah. And they, if you listen to them on one side or the other, you get one song is just a trio over here and the other song is a trio over there and you put them together and they both play a really long solo on the song. Um, Presence of the Lord? No, no, not on the Presence of the Lord. It's on the first one. It's Okay, yes, <laughs> they're separated. Yes. And then there's nice try it, <laughs> gonna find. There's a really great album by and I know this sounds funny for me to say this, but it's by Scandal with um Smythe Patty Smythe. Hmm. And it's the girl who sang Hit Me with Your Best Shot. Mm-hmm. The whole record was recorded like a live thing. The one guitar player's over here on the left side, the other guitar players on and they never cross over. The drums and the bass are just driving through the middle and her voice just shoots out. Huh. And it is so cool because it's so like rock and roll used to be, but it's like it's got so much body yeah. and soul. And they're both playing so well and I just that just thrills. By the way, yeah. the
1: the blind faith song is Had to Cry. That's right. You're welcome, listener. Yeah. Because I know I you want that might be what it I was know you want to go listen to it hey, right that now. Is,
3: and, uh, okay, when I was <laughs> th- when I was sixteen, every morning I got up and I dropped the needle on the "Do What You Like" on Blind Faith and listened yeah. to Eric Clapton's guitar solo. It's so psychedelic. I just, I just dropped it on that one solo and then I said, "Okay, today I've heard the best it can be," <laughs> and, I, and and I would go to school. Wow. That's my wife. When she met me, I was Do listening. Do what you like. And when. That thing is like, oh, good Lord. I know why they I know call. what I'm listening to on my way yeah, home. Yeah, man, yeah. All right. Not that I'm excited about yeah, this. Yeah, Merit.
1: <laughs> okay, I also brought perhaps the weirdest song I've ever brought. But it's because I've been talking for the last two weeks or so about taking my son to South Carolina to see his favorite band play in their farewell tour. Yeah. So I've been talking about him so much, I thought I may as well, Let's just bring, I may them as in. well bring them in. This yeah. is me without you. Um, specifically this song, because it is great, but see, not all of their songs sound like this song. So this is like, you know, you can't really get like, if I showed you a painting, but I only showed you like the bottom right corner, that's not going to give you the entire painting. You'll say, oh, wow, those nice colors corner. and shapes are cool, <laughs> but you won't get the big picture. And that's a lot what listening to just one song from this So what are, we, what are like. we trying to hear in this? Um, it's, <laughs> it's. Lyrically dense, very lyrically dense. Like you have to read their lyrics like you would read poems or something. Right.
0: Um,
1: but then specifically this song. You mean song, I got to
0: dive deep into a song called Brownish Spider?
1: Nah, <laughs> that's attached, but yeah, <laughs> okay. sort of. Um, this yeah. one's called
0: Oh Porcupine. Oh Porcupine. <laughs> very dense.
1: Listen to the space. I love music so much. I love music that leaves lots of breathing room. This bass player could have easily played through every phrase, but he opted not to, and I think the end result was better.
0: All right, let's check it out. Oh, Porcupine, (laughs) Me Without You.
1: When my son first was playing this, I'm like, that's my Sharona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a lot like the last one. Is it? <laughs> Are you only hearing half of it? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Stipe? Not quite. Oh. It's like half spoken word poetry, half like post-punk screamo. so much
0: space. Are they going to get mad here in a minute? Yeah, sure. drum is really good. Oh my goodness. does so Jaden just like sit at home and do this?
1: He will scream every word. My reserved As son. As he's playing drums? Yeah, so Darwin and I on our trip to Chicago yesterday, I played her some of this because she was curious. And she's like, I just can't picture Jaden being into this yeah. music. And I'm like, no, I mean, oh, That's it? No. Oh. <laughs> they just leave these giant spaces and these yeah. giant holes. Um, turn it up. Why do you, Why do you want me to talk over this song? It's greatness. That's the whole point. No, no, no. The song. The The point is the song. Listen to the interplay between bass and drums. Then random dissonant noise.
3: Did they have a singer?
1: That is that is their guy, and that's what I mean no, by this no, is I mean, this is the bottom right-hand corner of a gigantic picture. So
3: he just sings. I mean, he sings a-
1: on some songs. He recites this poetry on other songs, okay, does he, play an he yells on some songs, he plays guitar, he plays accordion. Where are they um, from? Philadelphia.
3: Oh, that explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I really like, I just, I just wondered if he was playing the guitar and doing the vocals. That's all i said. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, like, so when we saw them, he played instruments on some songs, but not every song.
3: So do they have a guitar player separately? They have
1: two them? guitar players separately. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, oh, this is this really is Jaden's so, number one drum influence like, yeah. of all time.
0: So he knows how to play this song on the drums.
1: A lot of times when he is sound checking at whatever campus he is at, he's using these, really? these beats and I can stand on stage and recognize what my son is playing and it's the cutest thing in the world. But like for of all the drum influences he could have in his life, I'm glad it's this guy. Oh, yeah.
3: That guy's really good.
1: Yeah. And then it gets a little more melodic toward the end. Boom, ba, boom, boom. Now it's like, come on and dance. Boom, ba, boom, boom. Again, I could just sit there and read their lyrics for hours and, and still do you know, not know do you what, know they what mean. they're
0: talking about.
1: Not always. All right. Porcupines in a tree. <laughs> it's it's very Nuh. allegorical A lot yeah, of times yeah. it's kind of like an Aesop's Fable or something And again you have to look for the bigger meaning Oh now he's yelling Yell screaming, singing I drove 12 hours for this <laughs> And they played this song at the show There was and a it was time incredible. in my life where like
0: This would have like been everything to yeah. me <laughs> I could see that Yeah Actually, I might just go listen to it. You really probably sit in my office and cry.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: he'll
0: fly like a like a moth to the light of
2: their open hand.
1: Listen to the transition of this because this is kind of this is an example of why you could never describe them with one song. No, this is kind of like the ending of that song.
3: No, it's a new song.
1: Not really. see
3: what i mean did have you ever introduced your son to sunny day real estate
1: no but i know what you're talking about
3: because the pink album if he likes this stuff Mm -hmm. he would love the pink album
1: he calls this what did he say post-punk art rock he's in a radio head (laughs) he's just saying words yeah if it's (laughs) artistic and a bit off
3: the beaten path he loves it my 42 year old daughter was home last weekend and Somehow she got a hold of Arsonis They were decided to dance around the house To songs from her childhood yeah. And it was cool It was all urge overkill and the posies yes. and It was all that kind of sunny day real estate yeah. And stuff. And I'm thinking I'm so glad I raised my children well
4: yeah. Because like,
3: <laughs> when my daughter When she wants to drag out her favorite song yeah. And it's urge overkill yeah. I'm thinking yeah, yeah th- you did th- your job. I did my job <laughs> I saw them
1: live no more spider, no yeah. More. Yeah. yeah Do you hear <laughs> no more the, like the no more spider, no sometimes <laughs> though, sometimes when
0: this kind of stuff happens, I'm like, he's he, the joke's on us, right? Kind of.
1: We think maybe. he's being
3: serious, but he's no. saying no more spider.
1: No, but so, oh, you've got to dig into this yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, I have yeah. to I dig I
3: in. No, they're in the studio. Remember, at 975 an hour, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. better be serious. <laughs> yeah. Everything
1: is intentional. Yeah, so that that little. Refrain or whatever shows up three times on this album, like beginning, yeah, yeah. middle, and end, and it's telling a story. Like some, some, especially nowadays, bands are like one MP3 at a time. That's what they're releasing. Yeah. But this is like a story. You have to take the whole thing. And all right, yeah me without you, the brownish spider, the yellow spider, they all yep, mean something. The orange spider. They all mean something.
0: All right. Once again, two songs that I've never heard of, but I, I do like. Barry, are these in your library? Oh, they are not. No, yeah. they are not.
2: Yeah, dig Barry's in, just guys. sitting there with his dig, eyes closed. Dig deep. I'm more into the, uh, I'm more into the post-emo
3: rage folk. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, well, I, um, I have to... What was it? Um, wow, I got married on that one. I can't breathe. <laughs> so I, I, I used to open for a band frequently that said they played slowcore uh
1: Country punk. <laughs> oh, wow. See
3: the joke's on us.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Jaden because he takes every word seriously. Yeah. Every note, every beat.
0: Mm. All right. Tim, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, it's great to It's great to guy, have yeah. you back. Uh Barry, you'll you'll be next week. Yep. We're all in. All in. All right, Marion, you're back next week too. I do believe. All right. So uh between now and then will you please send us out. I
1: sure will. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God.
3: Don't eat shrimp.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. And we'll see you on the
0: other side <laughs> of Sunday.
3: You need to hear that whole record.